Hi, welcome to the Meg Pearson podcast, Fertile at 40. I'm your host, Meg Pearson. After many health complications due to alcohol addiction and an eating disorder that ruled my world for close to 20 years, I was told I would never have children. At 38, I naturally and surprisingly fell pregnant and the transition from maiden to mother was wrought with love, grief, excitement, and healing. Becoming a mama was about far more than just soothing stitches and learning how to care for a tiny human. It was, and still is, a relearning of who I am and what I am truly capable of. After over two challenging years trying to conceive a second baby since, I gratefully and naturally conceived my second child just as I turned 41, after three losses and heaps of heartache. I am a doula in training, holistic chef, teacher of yoga, and a childbirth educator, and I am here to share my story because I know it's not just mine. Join me each week for unbiased convos with a no-bullshit approach to faith, infertility, conscious conception, and connected pregnancy, with birth stories, expert interviews, and personal anecdotes to help tell the story of creation. Welcome. Now let's do this. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Fertile at 40 podcast. So excited to have you guys here today. I am recording this four or five days in, I can't even remember now, to four or five days into me having the virus. And I'm super happy that it's been super light for me and I'm feeling pretty good right now. Well enough to be bringing you guys this new episode. And and I'm really excited about this one. So I have been focusing a lot on my real life birth story series and have had so many amazing interviews over the last few weeks. Um, and I've also had some the opportunity to talk to some really amazing birth professionals, people that work in the industry that make birth preparation, birth support and postpartum care their life. And and today I am really, really blessed to have a woman on the show. Her name is Catherine. She's a certified full spectrum doula and yoga teacher based in Ottawa, Ontario. So up where it is very, very cold right now, but she's absolutely amazing. Her journey began when she was standing by her sister's side during the birth of her nephew. And she became super fascinated with the process of birth and how much strength and courage it takes to carry and birth a child. And then After a lot of training and certifying and working with a lot of uh, folks in marginalized communities and really, really focusing on the advocacy side of doula work, Catherine also recently carried and birthed her own little baby during the pandemic. So she has a lot of inspiration, a lot of information, and a lot of knowledge to share. So today in our conversation, we talk about a few things. We talk about what the role of a doula actually is. We talk about how it differs from midwife work and midwifery. And we also discuss how many doulas have I really had to pivot given what's been going on in the world with the pandemic over the last couple of years. So this is a really great conversation for anyone out there that still might not know exactly what a doula is, anyone out there that is trying to conceive, pregnant, or just trying to figure out what kind of birth you might want to have. This, this is a really, really great conversation to have, to, to listen to and, and, and better understand what a doula can do for you and your partner during the pre-birth and postpartum period. So I'm going to get right into my conversation. Here it is with Catherine. All right. Welcome to the show, Catherine. I'm so happy to have you with us. Thank you for having me. So I am down here in Costa Rica and Catherine, you're joining us from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. 
Yes, I am. Nice and chilly here today. <laughs> yes, where the climate is vastly different from what, what I'm experiencing. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but I'm so excited to have you on here. As I was just saying before we hit record on the call, you are my first, you know, industry expert that I've got on the gotten on the show here since my since I've really shifted the focus here to to all things pregnancy, conception, fertility, postpartum, birthing, and all of that. So I'm really excited to have you here um, to talk about your area of of expertise, which is as a doula. So (laughs) I know that the, you know, there's so many people out there that still don't understand or have any idea what a doula is. So let's just get right into it. What is a doula, Catherine? Okay. So, I mean, usually my elevator pitch for what is a doula is um, it's, a support person there to support uh, a birthing person's uh, emotional, physical, and informational uh, support. So what that looks like client to client really varies, um, but it could be anything from supporting them through doctor's appointments, uh, prenatal appointments, getting them ready to kind of get an idea of what to expect, what birth may look like. Um, talking a lot about comfort measures, whether you're having an epidural or deciding to go non, uh, without any medication, we talk about different options there. Um, and then during the birth, it's a really, uh, hands-on support. So again, getting them into positions that is comfortable for them, dimming the lights, manipulating the environment. Um, and then post uh, right after birth, helping them with initial latch if they're breastfeeding, if they choose to bottle feed, then helping them figure out a feeding schedule for that. Um, yeah. And then it's, and I, it really varies from client to client. So how I support one person might look completely different as to how I support somebody else. And so it sounds like you, when you're working with clients, you work with clients in the prenatal phase, the birth, and do you, do you also do some postpartum work as well? Yeah, I do postpartum work. Um, usually for birth doulas, it's, it's traditional to do one postpartum follow-up visit just to make sure that everything is going okay feeding wise. And if they need extra resources to connect them to, to that, if need be. Um, but I also do postpartum work. So that could be from three hours to 50 hours of postpartum, depending what the client wants. Yeah. Okay. And I, and I love what you said at the beginning, the elevator pitch, you know, that it's the, it's the physical, emotional, spiritual, and informational support. Yeah. So you are there to support the birthing person and oftentimes the, 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 the partner even, right? Like the, who, yes. the people that are involved in, in like the parents often. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a huge piece of it. It's it. And we talk about a lot about that during our prenatal sessions is how, I see myself with the birthing person's partner as a team and we're there to support together the birthing person. So we also, there's a lot of dialogue about what that looks like, um, what role I would take on, what role the partner would take on. Um, so that's, yeah, that's a huge, huge piece of it. Yeah. And I think it's important um, that we, that we talk about that because I think a lot of people still, if, even if, if they know what a doula does, some of them have a, have a misconception that you hire a doula as the replacement to your birthing partner or something <laughs> yeah. like that, right? Like, oh, I don't think my husband's going to do a good enough job. I need to get a doula. Let's in get there. a doula. Yeah, no. And that's, yeah, that's um, usually with the clients that I meet, 
um, they kind of get that I'm not there to to step on any toes or 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 replace the partner. I'm 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 an add-on. I'm a, I'm there to support both. So yeah, so that's always something that we talk about, and always something super important to clarify before labor and delivery. What what kind of support are they looking for? Yeah, because this uh, labor is a marathon for a lot of a lot of people and a lot of birthing yeah. couples, and or whether you're or maybe you're, you're birthing on your own, you're you're doing this um, by yourself. Having that doula support is so helpful in in every aspect. And like you just said, you discuss it with each of your clients, but you, you're not only supporting the, the birthing person in, in getting comfortable as they're moving through label, but you, you're also there to just remind like the partner, Hey, you haven't gone to the bathroom in a few hours. Hey, <laughs> you need a snack. Eat something, drink something. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's, I often remind clients it's nice because if that partner needs to needs a break, needs to go to the bathroom, needs to get a bite to eat, that they're not leaving the birthing person alone. They're in capable hands with someone they know, someone they trust, someone they feel comfortable with. Yeah. So let's talk a bit more about your your role when it comes to live birth. I mean, most most people recognize if they that that doulas work with in in live birth scenarios. There are doulas, obviously, that special special specialize specify. I was going to say specialize in <laughs> in working with with clients prenatally versus sometimes postnatally, there are death doulas or tons of type, tons of type of doulas. But when we're mm-hmm. talking about birth doulas in particular, you are there with the birthing person, with the birthing partner, if they're present. And also you're there on top of and not replacing um, the care provider, right? So yes, how does, absolutely. how does a doula work when it comes to whether a client's having um, uh, working with a midwife or an OBGYN or, you know, in a birthing center, how does that work for people that are still yeah. a little bit confused about that? So oftentimes doulas and midwives, uh, people think they do the same job, which yeah. is totally false. Um, midwives are medical professionals. Uh, doulas do not offer any clinical um, support. So we are there purely, I like to describe it as we're there to support from the waist up. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we do not catch babies. We do not do internal cervical checks. Um, we are simply there to support the birthing person, help them get into comfortable positions, things like that. That's pretty hands-on, but anything clinical, we are not there to do. Right. So and that's I, the main difference. And I like that you, you, you feel advocacy is a big part of how you function in this role. Can you talk a little bit more about, about that? Yeah, absolutely. So big part of, of being a doula is uh, advocating for your client, right? So oftentimes clients are navigating these very complex medical systems um, alone. And a doula is there to help the client navigate those systems, um, to make sure that consent is always given, to make sure that they have, um, inf- I'm sorry, evidence-based information, um, and to make sure that they they feel like they have a voice in their in their in their birthing environment. So helping them speak up, helping them advocate for themselves, reminding them that they have the right to ask questions that they have the right to ask for time to think about things when it's a non-urgent situation. 
and that they have the right to say no. A lot of a lot of uh, medical interventions are not presented as choice to birthing people, um, and I think that's really that's a big problem. People don't even realize that they have a choice. They can say no to a cervical check. They can say no to a medication. They have choice, and a, a doula is there to make sure that the birthing person knows they have choice, and in some instances, to help them voice that. Yeah. And I think that this is such an important, important aspect of this. Like I shared my, my birth story on, on the podcast last week and mm-hmm. there was a lot that went sideways when it came to my hospital birth, because I, mm-hmm. you know, and I, looking back, I realized I wasn't prepared. I didn't know what my rights were. I didn't know I'm like, I had this idea once I got in there, I was like, oh, I guess I have to just do what they say, even though um, I had a birth plan that I had talked over with my, with my, with my OBGYN. And he said he agreed with it. But as soon as it came down to me being in labor, it was all thrown out the window. And a lot of things happened that could have been avoided if I had known or had someone there to, to help remind me because part of me did know, because I did do some birth prep courses and I did do a lot of reading, but in the heat of the moment in that birth, birth land chaos blur. Yeah you know, I just, I forgot that I had an opinion. Yeah. And it's also, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? It's just when you're, when you're in the middle of labor and, and, and birthing a child, it's kind of the last thing you want to do is to have to (laughs) argue with your healthcare provider. Yeah. You know, like you're in a space, you're focused, that should be your only task. So yeah, that's another great benefit of having a doula there is you you just, you know, like you're focused on laboring and delivering your baby. You don't want to have to, you know, advocate or, or, or argue with, with people when you're, when you're focused on bringing life into the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and, and that's the thing. If I had, I mean, I think part of me is I didn't feel like I had the, had, you know, when, when all of a sudden tools were being pulled out that I didn't want, you know, was I, I felt weird for me to be saying like, why are you bringing that for? What's that for? You know, like I felt strange for me when I was trying to just move through contractions. So I mean, absolutely. A big reason why I've shifted my focus of, of this podcast and, and my, and, and, and my coaching and everything is because of this, because the further I've gotten away from my birth, and that was in 2019, the more I've realized how disempowered I was. And, mm. and I did a dualist training a certification earlier. Well, it was almost a year ago now. It was in early 2021, um, over six, six weeks. And then months and months after that of, of studying and just so that I could be better armed with the information, but I still don't know that even with all of that information, if I would be able to advocate for myself while I'm birthing, because like you said, while you're birthing, yeah. while I'm birthing, it's a different thing. So having someone there to support and, and even, even just have the conversations, you know, to start the conversations with, between you and your healthcare provider, between the birthing person and the healthcare provider, you know, um, so, so, so key and so important. Now I want to talk a little bit about how you feel that the, the role of the dual has shifted due to what's going on in the world. But first I want to, mm-hmm. and I skipped over this, I want to know a bit about you. I skipped over this and got right <laughs> into the, to the meat of the conversation and I never, the even, good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So tell me how, how you got into this, what brought you to this work and, and why you're so passionate about it? Yeah. Um, well, what I started a few years 
back. Um, what really brought me into the work was uh, I attended my sister's birth. Um, and to be quite honest, I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> and I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> and she had, she had a pretty difficult birth. Um, it was long, it was hard. The epidural didn't work. Um, which for, for us at the time and for a lot of people don't realize that that is something that happens. Yeah. Um, so we were not prepared for that. Um, so just after the birth, I kind of was reflecting on everything and, of kind of like feeling kind of guilty, like I hadn't have supported her properly. And if I had known this, if I had known that. Um, so that's pretty much what got me into doula work. Um, I took a training and then I got hooked and then I took another training. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's how I got here. And then you recently, very recently, mm-hmm. in the last year, have have brought your own little one into the world. I understand. Yes. yes I had a, a daughter back February, 2021 Ray. She's almost one year old now. Mm. Um, yeah. So I got to experience carrying and birthing my own baby during a global pandemic, which was very interesting, Yeah, <laughs> especially Next. from a doula's perspective. <laughs> I bet. I bet. So, okay. First thing I want to ask you, do you feel like, I mean, obviously, uh, I mean, but I'm going to ask a question. Do you feel like because of your background in, in birth work, you were able to move into your own birth in a, in a really confident space or how was your, how was your birth? Yes and no. My birth was good. I had a C-section. Um, yeah, it was interesting to, I didn't, I don't know how to explain it, but I didn't feel like a doula going through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you uh, going into pregnancy, I was super confident that, oh, well, I have all this information and I know this and I know that, which was very helpful. Um, so I, I kind of went in a little more prepared than others. But when it comes to your own pregnancy and your own birth, it's like all the knowledge that you have kind of just goes out the window and you second guess everything. Um, to be completely honest. Yeah. So it was, it was, um, I looking back, I, no regrets. I had a great birth. Um, but yeah, but it, that doula piece was definitely lacking. Um, if I would have had someone there to, to kind of support me and guide me through my own personal journey, I think that would have been, that would have been beneficial. And could, and was, could you not because of what was going on in the world Mm -hmm. at that point, was your partner at least able to be in the room? Yes. Thank goodness. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, my partner was with me. He did an awesome job. Um, but yeah, no, I couldn't, I didn't have the choice to have a doula, um, because there were the hospitals were limiting, um, visitors, which they are back to now. So, right. Yeah. So there was a period well, obviously uh, there was a period I know, I don't know if there if, was it this case in Canada that in 2020, was there a period that even the partners weren't allowed in the birthing room? Yeah. So there were some hospitals. I think there was, I think it specifically, it happened in Montreal. I don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure there was a hospital in Montreal that for a very, very short time, they weren't even allowing partners in, wow. which is so terrifying. Um, yeah. So that was, I know, short-lived. But 
speaking to some of my colleagues, they hearing that they had to prepare their clients to potentially birth alone. Yeah. Um, which it's, I mean, as anyone can imagine is a, a horrible thing to have to prepare a birthing person yeah. to do. Well, so, I mean, it's yeah. insane when we think about the way birth has been in, you know, years and years past, it was a tribe of women there. Supporting. Yeah. You had your circle, you had your circle. Absolutely. Yeah. And now that's what I'll, you need. Yeah. And now it's become so we've gotten so far away from that. And, and, you know, what's going on in the world is it's, I mean, it's become the new reality. So we need to learn how, how to make this work. Yeah. We're doing it yeah. in a hospital where they're obviously being a lot stricter or a birthing center, or I mean, home birth, which is yeah. what I've read has been really interesting is the huge uptick in people choosing home birth because of what's going on in the world and them wanting to yeah. have their, their entire team there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah we've seen that too. Yeah. So yeah, let's, with my colleagues that I worked with, a lot of people, a lot of clients are starting to turn to to home births because yeah, you want your circle, you want your team there. So great for great for work as a doula. And if you're working as a midwife, then right, great for business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about you know the role of the doula and how it has shifted a little bit given what's been going on in the world. Can you talk a little bit to that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously doula work is is super hands-on, right? Like you're right there with the client. Um, so there has been, we've had to pivot just like everybody else in the world. Um, so virtual support for birth is now what we are currently offering um, until restrictions lift again. So same type of, you know, you still, you're still getting your, your prenatals. Um, you're still getting that support that's needed, but we've gone virtual. <laughs> so what that means is um, we're supporting clients either through Zoom, phone, text, uh, really whatever the client feels more comfortable with. I've seen personally, um, <laughs> no surprise here, birthing people don't really want to be on Zoom when they're in labor. <laughs> so that um, is a little more... Um, the path less taken for a lot of people. So a lot, I personally put a lot of emphasis on the prenatals. So I'll add on one or two or even three extra prenatals to get clients and their partners completely prepared and armed with information and, and tools and comfort measures to make sure that when it's, when it's go time, that the partner is kind of there as the partner, but also the doula. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm there in the background. I'm available 24 seven. They have my number. Oftentimes I'm either on the phone with the clients. Um, if they're having a, a discussion with their healthcare provider, I'll offer to be on the line and listen in and remind them that advocacy piece, that they can ask questions, that they can take time, all that stuff. Um, or I'm texting the partner a lot of the time pictures of different positions to get the laboring person in to get them to feel a little more comfortable. Um, and then, and then, yeah. And then follow up postpartum, um, still at this point we can go in person, but yeah, so it's, we've gone virtual. I mean, it's, it was a rocky start for sure. I think when this all started, everyone was kind of like scrambling, like, Oh my gosh, how do we, how do we support clients? Our role is so hands-on, um, but I have to say, I think we've done a pretty good job at pivoting and, 
and adapting to the the circumstances. Yeah, and and let's talk about this for for a, a moment. You have mentioned your colleagues several times in this conversation, and 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 you guys and and we have and you've said we have pivoted. So you <laughs> obviously have a community of birth workers that you're connected with, yeah. Yes, I work with a lovely group of women. The team is uh, called National Capital Doulas. Um, and yeah, and they were about uh, four or five women now who work, we're independent, but we work together. We back each other up. We swap information. We, um, you know, give each other tips and tricks because a lot of the time this work can be a little lonely. Mm. I've heard from other other people because you're working alone, right? A lot of us are just independent contractors. Um, so yeah, so I've got I've got a wonderful team here. Amazing, and I think that that's really important to just to talk about, given what's going on in the world, and and community is is not just important for the birthing people, but it's important for everyone that's involved because we've all got Absolutely. mental health to take care of. We all need support. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And birth can be heavy, right? It's not yeah. always, you know, babies and rainbows. So it's, and, it's and, always good to have a, a team to, to help you kind of rummage through what, what you just experienced. Yeah. And birth can be hard and birth can be unpredictable. So mm-hmm. how, how amazing is that too, that you guys can swap stories and, and I'm sure that you have experienced stuff in your work that one of the other doulas hasn't experienced yet and being able to cross, you know, cross share that information is beneficial to you guys in your professional capacity, but also so, so beneficial to, to all of the birthing people that are working with you. So yeah, absolutely. Really, really amazing. So I think we've covered so much already in this, in this (laughs) short conversation. Is there anything else that you think it would be really important for anyone out there that is maybe trying to conceive or is newly pregnant or is, you know, further along in their pregnancy and really trying to figure out what their, what direction they want to go with their birth plan? You know, any other information that you could, that you could offer to maybe people understand a bit more about the role of a doula and if it's, if it might be right for them. Absolutely. My advice is do your research. Um, if you are looking into, if you do want to get a doula for your birth, it doesn't matter what kind of birth you're going to have, whether it's a, you know, you want a home birth or you want a planned cesarean section, a doula can help you. Um, so do your research, do your homework, shop around. There's tons of doulas out there. Make sure that if you do choose to go with the doula, that it's a good fit, that you feel comfortable with them, um, and that they will support you through whatever journey lies ahead. Mm, beautiful. Well, thank you so, so, so much. I feel like we really covered a lot here for you know anyone out there that's that's really curious. Um, I'm sure I'll be inviting you back on the show at some point. We can, we can, there's so much to talk about, so many different angles that we could. Yes, absolutely. Thank you go. so much for having me. <laughs> you are so welcome. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, what's the what's the best way? If we have any listeners in, in the Ottawa area or virtually anywhere in the world that would like to get to, to, to get to know a bit more from you, where could they find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram uh, at KCR underscore doula. Or you can also find me on the National Capital Doula website. Capital. So just 
Yeah. Perfect. And I will add a link to both of those in the show notes. So it's super easy for all, all our listeners to, to connect. Over. Awesome. That's great. Amazing, darling. Well, thank you so, so much. I really, really appreciate you taking the time here today. My pleasure. Thanks so much for listening. Please, if you would be so kind, I would be grateful if you could share, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Please follow the show over on Instagram at Fertile at 40 Podcast and share what you thought about this week's episode. Don't forget to tag us. For more info on today's show, please head on over to the podcast website at meganpearson.ca forward slash podcast. Until next time. 